The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. Is this another one of your songs? I like it. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, not for this show, but... That's rubbish. <laughs> Welcome to Wednesday edition of Sports Day. Scotty Sadler, Matty Rogers here for you tonight. And BBL final tonight, of course. The Brisbane Heat up against the Sydney Sixers in Sydney. Quick turnaround as well. Oh, mate. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on as well. There's one thing everyone's looking forward to, you know. What's that? Josh Brown. Oh, That's it. It's can like... he back up? But, I mean, he had an injury. He didn't come out and field the other night. Yep, he's back in the right. Hope he can. Hope he can. How are you, Rat? I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful day. Did you play golf today? No, I spent a bit of time in the golf simulator yeah, at was, my office. You sent some videos of some guy hitting a oh, three wood. We didn't know whether it was you or not. It was definitely me. So man. you were going 273. Do, do you regularly hit that far when you're on the golf course or is that just the simulator? Yeah. No, no. Really? Standard, yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. That's handy, isn't it? It is. It 60, makes life a little easy. When, 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 yeah, when, you, when you're hitting it in from about 80 rather than 140. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I can outdrive you next Monday. Yeah, yeah well, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, thanks to our partners. The Epic has arrived, the all-electric Kia EV9 and Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. On the show today, myself and Rat caught up with Craig Fitzgibbon earlier on. Of course, he's the Cronulla Sharks coach, and he's in his third year now. So just seeing if anything's changed around pre-season, um, and also, of course, the the signing of Adam Fanul Black. I've got to say, you've got to take your hats off to the Sharks, haven't you? They didn't play it out in the media. They flew under the radar. Did a good job of it. They did a really good job of but, it. But you, you know the thing that, uh, like, uh, he's got, he got a release. Yeah. He could only go to a Sydney club. Yeah. He got yeah. a release. I, I'm, if someone gets a release, they shouldn't be able to renegotiate. They should just have to pick a club. If that club's prepared to pay that money. I don't think they should be allowed to earn a cent more. No. And he has. He's earned. He's earned a lot more than what he's on at the Warriors. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't agree with it. Yeah, I do. I don't either. I, I think it's something the NRL really need to look at. Mm. I think the NRL. I think it would be classed as a, um, maybe a restraint of trade. If you're available, you should be able to negotiate anything. But in saying but he's not, that, but he's not available. He, he's, he's been, through the goodness of the Warriors' heart, been granted a release. Yeah. I get it. And, and, you know, look, how long – is it the last year of his contract? You got no, no, he had another two years to go. All right, so for those two years, he should be on that money. I agree. I, I agree 100%. Absolutely. Unless they want to upgrade him during that. But I agree with you. I don't think he should be able to earn a cent less, mm. a cent more. But the Sharkies did a great job in getting their man. And do you think he's the answer? I, 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 I want to ask Fitzy that. Yeah. Um, so they, they finish in the top four before and bowed out straight sets. Yeah, because you just look across that side and – I just I can't really see a weakness. No, I'm I'm the same. Yeah. Like, yeah. What do they need? Well, he well, could the be that X factor. That, the, the argument is that Nico hasn't gone to the next level finals time. Mm. But yeah, maybe this point. guy gives him a, a better platform. They've got a few changes coming space, this, this yeah. year. The Sharks. I'll tell you where they, they can go. improve. Mm. Yeah. Goal kicking. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's a given. We've heard him a few times mm. in the finals. Well, Braden Trindle will play in the halves this year. He's a goal kicker. It's like uh, it's like putting, isn't it, mm. Matt? It is. It's yeah. like putting. If you can putt. Oh, what's the saying? A long way down. What's the saying? Putt for dough or drive for show? Putt for dough. There you go. <laughs> uh, make sure you bring your wallet on Monday. Too. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah, true. I'm not putting anything if I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Second test, of course, uh, starts tomorrow. Commences tomorrow between the West Indies and also a BBL update. Thanks to Tui's and the NRI update. Also, we'll get across that. Thanks to Sports Tech World Series. Second test, of course, uh, as we said, starts tomorrow. Australia versus the West Indies. 
And for Australia, well, the, the preparation's been far from ideal because even though they won the first test, Rat and Daddy Vass, what, two days and two sessions, mm. two days and one session, whatever it was in the first test, they've been hit pretty hard by, by sickness. Yeah, a bit of COVID through the camp. Head now green. Um, I reckon they should just play with nine players. Just even it up. Just a make bit. a yeah, game just, of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we might get four days out of it. Is COVID a thing now? Like, I don't, I don't even know. It says that they've got COVID. I mean, I didn't, should you? I didn't think it was like. So if you've got influenza A, do you do you not play? See, Travis Head was first to be hit after the Adelaide test. Now it's Cam Green, um, but I, I don't know. Like. They're saying they're going to be able to come into camp. They'll be able to be, be isolated. and They should be okay to play because oh, they'll be right. They'll be out in the field. Well, and well they're I know not coming in contact with anyone. It affects people differently, I, I guess. I mean, I, I've had it three times. I, I literally have not been. I've been, I've been sick for half a day. I had that influenza A, oh, well, I had B, to, or whatever. It was. I had it as well. That knuckled. That, that hammered me. me. Floored me for a week. Yeah. So yeah. I, I get it. It's it's not good. Um, but it's, I guess it's still around, and they're still dealing with it. This with you know. Come on, let's be real. <sighs> And he was the only one to get 100 on his home deck in Adelaide. Mm. He's hung over. COVID. Yeah. He's yeah. gone. And he's hung over. He's gone and celebrated. <laughs> yeah. Had a drink out of everyone's cup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got foot and mouth disease, mm. uh, not COVID. And before we go, uh, Glenn Maxwell, I haven't seen this. You, you brought up, but Andrew McDonald, the coach of Australia, said to Glenn Maxwell, listen, you got to hold up your end of the bargain, mate, when it comes to off-field behaviour. So... So this is what Andrew McDonald had to say first. All the information that he's given, um, yeah, he's had a few drinks and, and clearly the night's ended the way that it did and that's less than ideal um, from his perspective and, and our perspective and it's, it's an honest mistake. And, um, yeah, he, he needs to obviously have a look at what he's doing at his end and is that the right thing to be doing at that time? Um, yeah, but thankfully there's no harm out of it. Um, you know, he, he's well now and, and that's the other thing to consider in these instances is it's yes, you can point the finger, but there's, you know, obviously a duty of care from our end and, and he's doing well and uh, he looks as though he'll return to play in that Western New series um, in those T20 games, which we're excited for. Yeah, well, there's a duty of care from their end. Yeah. That makes sure he's okay when he's in their care, but what, what are they going to do when he's out in Adelaide partying? Like, He's an adult. He's a grown yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, I mean... This is this is not the first time he's had something go down off the field. He must be a bit of a larry. He broke he, his leg last year, or in 2022. Remember, he fell off the, the, the golf, golf cart as well over in India. It sounds like a fun bloke to go out with, yeah, to yeah. be honest. Oh, mate, he'd be first picked for me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, as yeah. what is it? After a day of drinking last Friday, is an appearance at a golfing promotion as well. Has sparked questions about the superstar's relationship with alcohol. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Oh, well, he, he's, he's got to get it right. Three times, it's probably. Yeah. He's probably pushing the edge of the envelope there. Well, would he be next in line probably to play not. test cricket? Well, well he, could, he could be considered a replacement for head. Yeah. Um, maybe, but. Renshaw. Maybe they use that as an excuse to, to calm him down a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to a break. After the break, a BBL update. The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Sats and Rat for a Wednesday night. And for twoies, I feel like a twoies or two. Drink responsibly always. The BBL 13 final preview, which is very, very soon, actually. Mm. Uh, The Sixers host the Brisbane Heat at the SCG. Expecting a good crowd because... Um, of course, school holidays, school holidays yeah. still in New South Wales. They start next week. Now, the Sixers have won three from the four this season at the SCG. 
They've had full, they've got all the momentum going in. We thought the Adelaide Strikers had all the momentum. Well, they did, and it got shut down pretty quick, smart, did, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, four wins on the trot leading into the final. And that's going to be the big question, isn't it? Josh Brown, who mm. hit 140 or 50 odd balls in that that game two nights ago, probably from a from body and recovery point of view, because he didn't take the field at all during the fielding uh, in the Strikers innings. Sat in an ice bath. Yeah, is he going to be able to recover? He'll be fine. He'll be fine. I mean, stand and deliver. Adrenaline, adrenaline the bison. The bison. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm concerned. Um, I, I'm, I'm. Look, it's, it's, gonna, it's anyone's game, obviously. Renshaw needs to score runs. Well, it's, it's you know, it, it's natural that, it's natural that they will go into this game thinking, oh, Josh is seeing them like basketballs at the moment. So, um, yeah, he's going to get a good score, whatever it may be. But it's, it's got to be up to the. Firstly, you always got a good start. But that middle order, that middle order of batting, have really got to do their job. Guys like Renshaw, Renshaw he's Mate, I'll, I'll he's been you, a lemon. Yeah, actually. sixty-six runs in the last seven yeah. innings he's played. Yeah, uh, it's the final. But you know, he's a big-time player. He's, he's he's been on the big stage, and yeah, I'm I'm expecting big things from him. He'll come out and deliver tonight. I tell you, it's uh, Stephen O'Keefe's last game. He's mm, retiring. The yeah, the socky before he does more work with us. Oh, that, that'll be good. I, yeah. yeah, look. Oh, I just hope we've got some ammo on him. Yep. Yeah, whether it's good or bad, I I, I wish him all the best. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm. I'm I hope he gets I'm, absolutely smashed I'm, and carted across the field. I'm all over the Brisbane Heat, though. Yep. I want them to win. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting one, actually. It's um, you know, we know that I think they've got to bat first, like they did the other night again with that bowling attack. I think they've got to know what they're trying to defend, and then they what they've done really well. I heard Ian Healy talking about it the other day. They've they've been able to on the run. They've been able to stop adjust their play the heat as the as the mm. game's gone on. And I think they only do that when they bat first, when they've got the ability to sort of manipulate their, their bowling attack at the moment. So let's see how that plays out. We'll have a, a result tomorrow morning. That's for twoies. I feel like a twoies or two. Drink responsibly. Sats are out for Sports Day. And as I said, we caught up with Sharks coach Craig Fitzgibbon a little bit earlier on. He's on Sports Day next. Solomona finding Fitzgibbon. He's over the line, Fitzgibbon. Fitzgibbon's over. That's a try. I'm thinking David Solomana. That would have been the 2000 grand final mm. against the Brisbane Broncos. Broncos. Yeah. And we promised him earlier on, and he's on the line here on Sports Day. Cronulla Sharks, head coach and all-round great guy. Craig Fitzgibbon joins us. How are you, Fitzy? Yeah, fellas. How are you? Yeah, really well, really well. Now the preseason, I've... I'm pretty sure you would have loved the preseason as a player. I used to love them. Rat, you've said you loved the preseason. Yeah, mate, I got into it. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. As a coach now, when you've got to uh, look at the the preseason for the upcoming seasons, has, has anything changed over the last the the other two that you've since being a head coach? Uh, yeah, you're probably probably better prepared than the first. Definitely the first one. I'm I'm assuming, but yeah, kind of a little bit of consistency there with. Uh, knowing what your players are to expect. We've had a pretty stable squad. So mm. uh, a lot of things have helped the consistency level to how we train. And we, we try and stay pretty consistent in that realm. So that's helped a bit. But, yeah, you're always ready for curveballs. You're pushing the boundaries on um, performance there. So you probably want to push your players to a point of simmering and not breaking. And sometimes those lines get a little bit blurred. But it's been um, so far, um, yeah, the boys have been pretty... Pretty committed and pretty excited. So no complaints about training too hard, mate? You haven't had any of those? 
Outside influences into the, to this preseason, mate. Like any army camps or anything? Um, yeah, we did a like a modified one. We all we sort of do a, a season each season or for three years in a row. Now we've like to get the boys out and about in our own area, where we're from, where we represent. We sort of get out the sandals, out the Colonel, and and hit the beach and and the tracks out there, and we sort of modified a bit of. Um, a bit of army work, a bit of grunt work, and a bit of uh, a bit of teamwork into that. Um, that's sort of been. Um, we want that to be pretty consistent as part of our preseason, and um, yeah, that that works well in, in essence. It's not it's clearly not rugby league, but there's some takeaways you can um, you know you can put into your into your season, and it wasn't. Um, it was kind of just a nice way to sign off on the first six weeks of training, to be honest. Now, once upon a time, fits the you know the big big test was the beat test. But it's all about this one new one called the Bronco now. So is, do do we do the beep test in rugby league anymore? Or is that is that history? Yeah, no, I haven't seen it for a while. Eh? I think um, I think it's more about the Bronco. I think there's still a few yo-yo tests going around, which the the yo-yo is probably a little bit more similar to the beep, where um, yeah, it's a recording and you're following um, following the obviously the progression of each level that you get to. But yeah, we we're sort of using the Bronco a little bit. And, when and where you use it can drastically alter your scores. I mean, we put one at the end of training the other day just to see where they're at. That was interesting. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, it's a good metric. Basically, you just want a baseline of where you guys are at, and then you want to just test again to see if they've um, yeah, they've taken some, um, you know, they've taken some improvements on board. And um, you know, again, someone might be good at a bronco, but you got to put a footy in their heads at some point as well and make some decisions in and around it. Around the conditioning, Fitzy, who's who's the usual suspects? Who are the guys that are uh, pretty much always uh, up the front? Uh, Blake Blake Bailey's a, um, yeah, he's freaky. In, um, he's got an uncanny knack of um, I can't sort of challenge him. He looks like he's cruising. He's not. He's pushing himself, but he just gives the impression he's doing it easy, Blake. But he's um. Yeah, I'd have to say Blake here'd be the fittest guy, but Nico Nico runs really well and um a couple of younger guys training with this young kid called Tommy Rodwell. He um he gives uh, it's Brett Rodwell's son actually, he gives nice. he gives Blake a bit of a hard time for a while there. He trains good, but um Blake's the standout when it gets to that sort of stuff though. Hey, just um, I was going to ask you a little bit later on about Blake Braley because you know, we we love him. Rat especially just has been waxing lyrical about him in the last twelve months. He can't be that far from a blues jersey. I know you've I know he's one of your players and you'll always push him, but purely from a performance and a fitness mm. and his, his passing ability and he's durable as well, he can't be that far away, Fitzy. Uh, no, I wouldn't have thought so. Like, clearly they, they brought him into camp last year and, um, yeah, that was obviously a, a sign of... Um, a sign that he's in their thoughts, but with, um, with Madge taking over, I'm not quite sure what Madge will want to do there. And... Um, 
but it was nice to know for Blake that he's using the shop window, but he's also, Blake's not comfortable with where he's at, and he thinks he's got more in him, and yeah, you really trustworthy guy, like obviously a, a hooker that can play 80 at the level he does in the middle, and mm. he gets taken on a bit, and I don't think he's, um, I don't think anyone would doubt his toughness, but the thing with Blake could do if you wanted to pick two hookers, gee, with, with a fresher Blake and a faster Blake, you might have some impact as well, so it's up to imagine the selectors, of course, on what they do there, but I, uh, yeah, you're right, you do, you, you, you kind of, it's not like you feel obliged to push your own players, but there's some players you coach that you think, yeah, I think you'd handle it, and I think you'd handle it. Mm. Yeah, great tackle technique too. Yeah. yeah. Just for a little guy, they go at him, and he just he just chops them down. Oh, mate, now yeah. I wanted to congratulate you on the signing of Adam Fanor Blake, mate. It's a, it sort of flew under the radar. It sort of came out of the blue that the Sharks had signed him. Now, you know, a lot of people in my circle – you know, we, we love the Sharks and, and we, we sort of, we're sort of racking our brain over the last sort of couple of years. What are we missing? You know, like we've got a great back row. We've got, you know, strike centres, finishing wingers, great halves. Is Adam Fanua Blake the missing piece of the puzzle that you think you needed to take you to that next level? Um, look, he's still, he's still a season away. Our, our intentions, we think we can win without him and then keep winning yeah. with him. So um, that's, that's sort of the line we've had. One thing, and you can't, um, you've got to really force, you've got to be careful. I don't like making excuses on what you might might have been missing, been missing yeah. but we seem to have had for the last two years really inconsistent middle rotations where we just haven't had our best middles available when it's crunch time. And it's happened a few years in a row and um, we've had this rotation between our big men where some consistency around them and leaving them there, I think they've got thing about all of our big fellas, I actually think they've all got improvement in them. Um, so, gee, I like the thought of adding, adding to them, though. Um, that's the reason we went and, um, and pursued him. And felt like, you know, we're, we're pretty stable. We've got a pretty stable squad, a young squad, inexperienced squad. So we're all like, OK, if we're going to sign a player, we need someone that's going to move the needle for the, for the club, the team, and particularly in the leadership space. And... It just turned out that Adam popped up right in time, and um, yeah, we we're we we're pretty, we we're obviously very excited by that. But it is still a long way away, and um, we've got to we've got to get our jobs done. So he's walking into a, a strong outfit, mm. and we're we're confident if we get those medals fresh, um, we get them on the field at the right time. That they've still got some levels in them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, taking nothing away from the middles that you got there, you certainly got some good ones, mate. You're at the back end of the preseason now, um, I just wanted to ask: is there is there any boys in your squad that you've been really surprised by, maybe their development uh, with their game or the size that they've put on? They've really just knuckled down this off season and, and surprised you. Oh, I think um, I've probably got to, you know, like you, you know, you. You guys would know this well. You've got your soldier-like guys that you just you know they're just going to turn up. Like your Dales and Cams, they just don't negotiate on any effort. They just walk in the door and go, righto. I'm going to give you the best version of myself. But I've got to say, Blake, um, he's walked back in and, you know, it was some, the first thing he said was, I'm, I'm just sick of watching watching these semis go past. I, I want to get deeper. And he, the way he's preparing and training, he's hungry. And Nico's in the same line. Of, you know, Nico's... Still had a buddy strong here at the end. He, he, he debuted for New South Wales and Australia by the end of the calendar year and got us to the semis there. But he's um, he's come back in knowing he wants more. And because of the opportunity that was given to Braden Trindle, 
Um, we've never seen Tricky at the level of commitment and physicality and um, fitness he's at too. So all three spine members that are going to be crucial to us, but also, you know, they've only played six games together. So yeah. we're excited mm. by that, but also we've got to let that develop and grow. And, you know, we went into a semi-final series with Connor at the back there and um, those guys hadn't spent any time on the field together except for the last six weeks. So trying to get some stability and cohesion amongst them, but thankfully they've all walked back in the door. Um, yeah, obviously Connor's at the dogs now, but Willie Kay, and they've walked back in ready to rumble and um, take it um, take it to a new level, but we've still, still got a few weeks of uh, training to go and um, yeah, we'll, we'll find out where we're at when the whips are cracking and um, come down one. Yeah, nice. Now, Sifatalakai fits in. Will he spend some time in the forwards this year? And if so, does that give an opportunity for a young Kale Eero to, to have a shot in the trials? Yeah, Kale, um, Kale's really putting pressure on there with Siffa. Um, thought, um, yeah, Siffa, by his own um, admission, was inconsistent last year, but finished the year really strongly after he, he um, obviously put him back to the bench there. But turns out injuries, he, he got another reprieve and, and did really well. But Kale's, Kale's training well and preparing well, and we, we're feeling like um, yeah, he let a player like You've got to be confident in letting a player like Connor go that you've got adequate um, replacements. And we've got Kale, we've got Kate Dykes back, Sam Stone Street. Um, but, yeah, Siffer at the moment is doing a bit of both. But we'll, we'll, um, yeah, we'll see how the trials pan out on that. But the plan's still centre for now. But eventually, I like the fact that Siffer's got some impact there as well. So that's something on our minds. And we'll see how the season plays out as well. What do we need? When do we need it? So um, we've got to be ready for uh, well, yeah, sort of all those options, to be honest. And it's a good shootout going on between mm. them. It's been, been good to watch. Yeah, mate. Okay, Dykes, you mentioned, obviously, you know, had a shocking injury last year. Showed some real class in his debut when he came and played, uh, I think it was the um, reunion weekend a couple of years ago. But, um, mate, how's he shaping up? How's his pre-season been? Is he, is he in good shape? Um, is, that, is that a disruptive pre-season Cade, so um, he had, obviously had knee reconstruction, um, come back, was still getting irritated, so he had a minor procedure, not a major one, just a minor, and um, he's back finally now, almost uh, full team training, so yeah, you've got to go with respect to a young athlete um, and someone of his um, talent, you we want to get him right. Like, we're not going to rush it just to, for the sake of throwing him out there to get footy. And want the best version of Kay Dykes ready. And so we're rebuilding him gradually, and he's, he's been a bit disrupted. But he's, he's starting, to, starting to express himself a bit more through through team training now. And um, not quite at 100% just yet, but coming good at the right time for us. Great stuff, hey. It's always good to catch up with you, Fitz. Um, love to hear how the, uh, the Sharkies are going leading into round one. And good luck for the start of the season, mate. Thank you for joining us on Sports Day. No worries, thanks for having me, boys. The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia. Improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. Oh, this is my music. Koala Natini, a Brazilian guy. Oh, is it? Yeah. Pensacola yeah, of Lead. Ne- never heard of him. Like it. I like it. <laughs> Thanks for that.
That was good. What was that? Hey, he's a good guy, Fitz, isn't he? He's a good oh, chap. Mate, yeah. He's so natural. He's so giving with his time. Yeah, and, he's just a good dude. And off the air, we spoke to him for a good sort of five or six minutes off the air Before about how did you do of, and wrestling. Bit of, and there's a bit of sunlight left down here, so I'm going to go grab my, my kids and go to, for go a for surf. surf and yeah. He's a brown. He's just got his brown belt in jiu-jitsu as mm, well. Weapon. Oh, great guy. What a great, what a player he was too. Great engine. Let's get an NRL update for STWS, driving innovation, technology, expansion in sport. Of course, that's Sports Tech World Series. Now, we mentioned it last night. We may or may not have, actually. I think we were talking about it off air. Braden Hamlin-Ueli, Cronulla Sharks enforcer, front rower. He's been offered a $2.2 million deal over three years from 2025 to replace Adam Fanua Blake at the New Zealand Warriors. Now, He's not an Adam Fanua Blake, but when you actually look at him, he's he's as close to a like-for-like style-wise. He's a big well, you, man, mobile. He's yeah. got good footwork for a big man. I mean, look, you're not going to get a like-for-like no. when you've got an Adam Fanua Blake. But, I mean, this is a guy that can find the try line, got good footwork, he's got an offload in him. Yeah. Um, I think he could probably get a little fitter. I remember watching him play for the Mackay Cutters in the Queensland Cup. Yeah in the uh, Host Plus Cup. And I remember looking at him going, this guy, this, he's only 20. I reckon he would have been 22 at the time. I remember watching him and, and commentating him and saying, this kid's got plenty, but I don't know whether he likes to train just by his body image. Yeah. But he's obviously... Some players have that body shape, though, don't you're they? Right, but but, yeah. I, but I, ju- I just think that, yeah, I don't know. Like Benny Hannon had it. Oh, yeah. You look at Benny Hanny, you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the way he the ran, he always there. looked like he was out of Big barrel-chested thing he was, wasn't he? Two premierships later and like 10 origins. Like yeah. he, <laughs> he's had a great much. career. So um, maybe, maybe we're being a bit too judgmental. Sorry, Braden. No, but uh, he, ha- he has leaned up. Since he's gone down, obviously, with the training and, yeah. and the dietary requirements, he's leaned up. He's turned into a really good athlete. So I'd be saying at 750 a year, take that every day of the week, yeah. wouldn't you, if you're Braden Hamlin? Well, yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. And I've got to say, uh, this... We spoke about this last week. Ronald Volkman, of course, had a two years to go on his New Zealand Warriors contract. His manager comes to the Warriors and says, listen, the Dragons want him for a year. Would you be willing to release him? The Warriors did that, knowing that he had a shoulder injury, which if you're a club, that's the way the game works. If we've got a player that's going to take up salary cap space, he's not going to play because of a shoulder injury, and we can offload him, we can offload him. So that's what they did. And he's gone to the Dragons, started training without a registered contract. I mean, that's shame on, shame on the Dragons for doing that, mm. first and foremost. Shame, shame, shame. Shame, shame, shame. <laughs> but what the Warriors have actually done is that they've offered to fly Ronald Volkman home to New Zealand and pay for his surgery and his injured shoulder. It could be any up to, upwards of forty to $50,000. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, the gap. Yeah. It's expensive surgeries. Yeah. I yeah. had one of those. It was screws. Nah, my neck when I had disc replacement that cost fifty grand. Yeah, class act by the Warriors. And the and the yeah, rug, and rugby Australia didn't pay for it. I had oh, to pay really? for it. Yeah, because it was an existing injury. They oh, didn't pay for so it. So many people would say, "Hang on a sec, this is the Warriors' problem first. Which but, I think it is, isn't it? Well, it is in the workplace or whatever it may be. If there's a pre-existing injury, but if you're a player that's got a two years to run on your contract, and you're a club that can offload him to someone else. And they're willing to sign him if they knew about the injury. Did they? Did they know about the injury? Well, that's the question. Well, they they wouldn't have. The they manager have should have known about it. If he didn't shame on him, mm. the dragons did their a lot research. Of shaming. If they, shaming. If the dragons did their research, they wouldn't have signed him. They no. were just they were so keen to sign someone and get some positive news yeah. out there for their fans before the contract was even was even registered. Now, 
He's caught in no man's land. No club owns him. This is where the Rugby Players Association, this is what you're for, to come in and say, okay, well, if they're not going to pay for it, we'll pay for it. Mm. That's what the Rugby League Players Association's for, for players who, who are down and out. Well, and well the, the Warriors have come and said they're going to cover it. So good on the Warriors. Mm. You know, like, well done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, class act there by Cameron George. Let's get to a break for STWS, focus on innovation, connecting people through shared contact, knowledge, events, and experiences. This is Sats and Rats for Sports Day. The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. Yeah, be safe with Suncorp time. Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. Suncorp home resilience. And as we said yesterday, I hope everyone up in North Queensland around Airlie Beach and and Innisfail uh, bracing for those uh, those cyclone coming mm. through the next one. Yep. Um, now, be safe with Suncorp. The question here is, Daddy Vass, of course it's a Broncos question. <laughs> with the loss of Flegler, Farnworth and Catewell, are the Broncos safely inside the top four this season? Absolutely not. No, can't see what? it. What? No, we're not safely. I mean, they might make the top four, but mm. you think of the like. I think the North Queensland Cowboys are going to bounce back the oh, back yeah. end of their season. What about their team? I, I think Souths. I, I think um, yeah, Melbourne will be thereabouts. Uh, Penrith. I mean, you, you look at the comp. I mean, I, I don't think they're 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 any. There's no lay down there that they're going to walk into the top four. So it's going to take a while for Cobbo to to get used to playing in the centre position. I mean, I know he's been doing it all pre-season, but it's different when, isn't it? When you kick a ball in anger and you're playing against opposition, mm. it's it's going to take him a while. It's going to take Dean Mariner a while to get used to the NRL combinations. Kate will, from a discipline and a and a guy that knows what success looks like, is a huge loss. And yep. then you got young Pierre Cura going in there. So I would suggest that the Broncos may start the season. A little sluggishly. Yeah, but then come home mm. pretty hard, yeah. Are they safely inside the four? I, I'm like you. I don't think they're safely inside oh, the Are four. you serious? Big, big chance <laughs> of making the four. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. The quality of the playing group that they've got, but there's, there's certainly no given. <laughs> Penrith, yeah, yeah. I think, are the only one that I'll, I'll say top safely four guarantee. Top four. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee, yeah. Absolutely. Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. That was Be Safe with Suncorp segment. Let's wrap the show up next. The all-electric Kia EV9. Kia's largest electric seven-seat SUV. Kia, major partner of the Australian Open. World Gym Australia, improving lives through fitness. This is Sports Day. Hello, I'm Kalen, and these are my friends, Big Ted, Little Ted, and Morris. <laughs> Have you Ted's been working out? Look at these shiny medals. The book is called The Speedy Sloth. Where is our game going? Not Can so sure how speedy oh, she is, though. Big Ted, Little Ted. I wonder, there's a movie, Ted. Well, Ted, with, um, is, it, is it with the teddy bear and Mark Wahlberg? Oh, Ted, yeah. Hey, it's, not a very, it's not a very children appropriate. Actually, there's a, there's, a newest, there's a new series on Netflix or one of them, which is the Ted movie turned oh, into a series. Really? Okay. So for the listeners, that was Kalen Ponga, who's on Play School on the ABC. I think it's awesome. Yeah, well. It brings it's in a, a role model for the, all the bring, young ones. It that is good. It, it brings I mean, in the young, like a, an even a younger, younger crowd. Audience. Yeah. 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 Well they, would know, they would all know him. So, like, who makes contact? Does his manager go to ABC? Or did the ABC go to Kalen's manager and say, we want Kalen to be on a 
on play school. Mate, well, well, I think the younger generation love him. Like, you see his TikToks and he's yeah. dancing and all that sort of stuff. And if, if I was his agent, I would, I would have reached out if to him. If I was him. his teammate, I'd slap him. <laughs> the amount of dancing he does on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's I think not he's bad, though. He's, he's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, is his I, manager his dad? His dad is his manager, yeah. yeah. Mm. Dad. Um, yeah. ABC have just rang me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I oh, know. Yeah, a lot of the times you get reached out. They don't pay that on, well on, either. So online. I'm wondering how much money you got for it. Online, they, they just reach out to you. These players are so accessible now. Well, apparently they are. Apparently, if not, if you're the Roosters, well, it's near impossible to get a Roosters player. Oh no, I mean, I mean, if a corporate wants to get Eels, a hold yeah. of you, like if a company wants to yeah. get a hold of you, or a corporation want to get a hold of you, they just someone at their company would be smart enough to go. What's their Instagram? Send them a DM. I used to call it stalking mm. once upon a time. Yep. And before we go, Novak Djokovic beat 12 seed American Taylor Too Fritz good. last night. Yeah, four sets, seven six four six six two six three. I've got to say, he lo- he, both he and Kyrgios were really close mates, and he uh, blew a kiss to Kyrgios after a what? A, a big um, while he's commentating oh, down in the bunker. Yep, yep, yep. Blew a kiss to him. He just said, "Did you love that?" And then Kyrgios went out and interviewed him after it on centre court. Pretty cool. They got a, they got a huge respect for each other, and I, I think Kyrgios is one of the guys on the circuit that supported him through through that whole um, vaccination well, when the world hated him visa and yeah, yeah all that yeah. sort of stuff. So yeah, so Novak Djokovic, the, Djokovic, the greatest player of all time, moves on to the semi final as well. He'll play Yannick Sinner uh, tomorrow. So that's sports day for a Wednesday night. Thank you, Daddy. Thanks, mate. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Rat. Thanks, mate. And then tomorrow, well, who have we got tomorrow night? Kevin Walters. Ooh. Kevin Walters tomorrow night on Sports Day. So have a great Wednesday night. Go the Heat.